everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brenda McCullough. And I had a better intro planned out in my head, and I just couldn't <laughs> fucking follow through with it. So we're you're just like, gonna... hey, why not the standard bar? Exactly. We're going to move right along. How are you doing, Brent? The old tried and true, old faithful. <laughs> I wish I remember how it went. I had it like all like planned in my head like yesterday or something, and I'm like, oh, I'm totally blanking on it <laughs> that's, now. That's way too long to remember something. That's yeah. that's gone immediately. I, uh, I'll be honest. I can't, there's one thing I miss about being in the office. It's stealing a bunch of sticky notes because I'm running out and I don't feel like <laughs> buying new ones. But, yeah, I like yeah. the endless supply of batteries. It's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> you always got a pen handy when you work in an office building. God damn. Uh, God. What else do we steal from work on a, a recorded medium that we can be used against us later in life? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> oh, God. I'm doing all right. It's, you know, it's maybe possibly i don't want to jinx it but almost quite maybe fall in la we might be there and i'm really excited because for anyone not in the shithole of this city uh that i chose to throw myself into uh (laughs) it's been about like above 80 degrees usually over 90 degrees for i'd say uh what is it now november i'd say about nine months like almost this entire year has just been oppressively hot and today we're supposed to actually get some rain and it's supposed to be like 60 from here on out and i'm just so elated to finally get some nuance of weather in this horrible town oh i'm so happy for you it's finally cooling down for you it's officially fall Uh, (laughs) it only took november the last uh, month of fall to be fall (laughs) well that's the problem my Record label just released our 90th release of Fall Ooh. Sampler 2020, and there's so many bands on it. I'm super proud of it. The artwork was actually commissioned by an artist that you recommended to me, so uh, yeah, definitely a, go check them out. It's fantastic. It's an artist I even commissioned myself at a later date. I didn't realize it was the one you used. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah they, they did such good work, and it really tied the whole release together. Uh, our compilation is being really well received, uh, got a lot of streams and stuff and downloads. But, uh, the problem with the sampler is typically in previous years, I would release it on October 1st and be the fall sampler. But this year I had to wait until November 1st and I felt like that fucked everything up, but no, it's still working out great and people are listening to it. So I'm happy. Hey, there you go. I, I mean, honestly, any type of music that can help combat the onslaught that is Christmas music that I'm already hearing on the radio, (laughs) I'm in full force of. So if anything, I think more music should be released in November just to fight against the hell escape that is Mariah Carey's domain. For sure. And that's my whole goal is to make people branch out and try to find something new to listen to because there's all sorts of stuff out there. Oh, yeah. It's... I've been listening to more and more music, (laughs) weirdly enough, on YouTube just because people are putting together, like hour to two to three hour long compilations of just playlist oh totally the at least the people i'm listening to aren't big enough where they have ads inserted all the time or i've the ad blockers catching them so i can listen to it and it's not spotify where you're being hammered away with ads right seconds totally so So, yeah this is a music podcast Uh, (laughs) Uh, 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 uh. (laughs) the first cd the first cd i bought was bare naked ladies i don't belong here Oh, god damn it. My first CD was, uh, oh man, I don't even remember their name, but the, they did Circles. It was a song that, that was a music video on Cartoon Network. Oh, fuck. Soul uh, Coughing. Soul uh, Coughing? Yeah. yeah, that was my first CD. What the hell's wrong with me? I'm a <laughs> I mean, no one, the first CD anyone bought should not be held against anyone. Like, if you're like, 
you know, a kid and you got Christmas money or birthday money or your, you know, your first job and you're 14 or something like, yeah, you're going to pick something bad. <laughs> like, yep, that's, sure just gonna yep, that's just going to happen. That's just going to happen. Moving very long. No, moving. this is a video game podcast. Uh, uh, and I'm failing again because I don't have All much to talk about. League, huh? Yeah, well, a bit. And also, okay, so I was also just looking at my trophies because I'm like, what tr- uh, platinums so do I have? And apparently I have five of them. And I was like, I thought I only had like three. Uh, but no, those are, uh, we have Rocket League being one of the Platinums, which is funny. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I still think care. there's more trophies for me to get, even though it's like, I have like 92% of the trophies and there's like DLC or something I have to, I don't fucking know, but there's more trophies I can get there. Probably trophies they added in later. And I, that's the problem there. I think if you get those additional trophies, do you get another plat- Platinum? I'm not really platinum. sure how that works. So you could get two Platinum numbers for rocket league potentially i'm not really sure but no horizon zero dawn that was my first kingdom hearts final mix so that's right on brand uh mirror's edge catalyst which uh that was okay at least i guess i played it all the way through uh do you remember any of it barely it was it was fun i mean i like the original mirror's edge more surprisingly uh yeah that's why i got like one of mirror's edge like uh background shots like on the background of my computer because it cycles through the backgrounds and i always see them i was like oh yeah mirror's edge i'm like i should probably play that stuff because like it's beautiful to look at it's like super vibrant colors and stuff but it's like i don't care i don't want first person parkour that seems nauseating yeah well that's the thing i think the first game allowed you to pick up guns and shoot people and the yeah. second one didn't and it's like uh i did like that mechanic let me just go fucking kill people it's because more it, fun it wasn't like overpowered you're like yeah i got a gun now and then you're immediately gunned down by the five other guys with guns exactly like, like so the you guns still have like, to have skill we're like realistic it wasn't like you take 16 shots to the body you just duck behind an air vent for a while and recover your health like no it's like those guns are brutal in mirror's edge Oh, for sure. So yeah, I mean, I, I guess it like uh, discredits that tr- platinum trophy. It's not like the original <laughs> game, but uh, no, it is. It's still, still a platinum. platinum. And then the final one was Life is Strange before the storm. So another really unplanned <laughs> one for me. So I'm like, I'm proud of my platinums. Maybe that's the title of this episode. Proud I don't have your... anything to talk about. <laughs> you got nothing else. Just reflecting on past gaming achievements. God damn it! How about you, Brent? <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. What have I got? Um, been playing a bit Among Us. Uh, more i was gonna say among us too but that's not a, that's not a thing uh so yeah a bit more of among us they had the update um as far as i can tell they've added anonymous voting i, I don't know if i talked about this on the podcast I, my mind's a jumble i don't think so but perhaps <laughs> okay uh if not i'll just blow through uh yeah so the recent update was like pretty big they allowed anonymous voting so now you can vote for someone to kick them off the ship but it's uh if it's enabled you can choose to enable it or not um, it takes away the colors from the people, so you can't tell who voted for who. So you can't be like, purple voted for me. Why'd you vote for me? It's got to be purple now. Now you don't know. So okay, that's an interesting little twist they've had that was really just like, they just made everybody gray, which doesn't seem that complicated. But now it takes away uh, part of that meta I talked about where like the, yeah. ga- the game itself is simple. The mechanics are simple. They're all just little puzzles, and you just have to figure out who the you know imposter is. But the meta of like... I saw this person going here. We don't have that task. I know that from meta knowledge about the game's rules set before we started. So I know that person's the imposter. Like, it's all very meta. And like, I know he knows that he, I know that he knows that he knows that I know, like, that sort of stuff. Um, so even just a small change, like taking away someone's color when they vote, uh, adds up an interesting layer of it. Yeah. Uh, they also have like a colorblind support now, which, 
I believe the only task that really required it was matching the wires. Cause he yeah, have... that's the one that came to mind immediately, because I yeah. am colorblind. <laughs> yeah, so you have four sets of wires. It was like red, blue, pink, and yellow. And um, yeah, so matching the wires uh, required you to you know know what color it is. So yeah, now all the wires have a little symbol to differentiate them along with the colors. Nice. Um, and yeah, I think that was really the only color-dependent task. So I, I, that's the only thing that I've noticed. But, you know, hey, it's a simple update and, you know, helps people... Uh, you know, like you who are colorblind. Yeah, totally. So, um, still fun. It's I don't know if they called some of the lobbies or something, but it seems like they're smaller lobbies now, and it, they're filling up like faster, so it's actually harder to get into matches now for me, um, which is interesting. But it's it's clear that you know the devs are working on it and trying to support the you know massive influx of new players. Uh, still a ton of shitty people on there. Still a oh, lot yeah. of just like yeah, it's randoms. It's it's the scum of the internet. Like it's gonna happen. Um, what else? Playing Rogue Legacy 2. I talked about that a bit last episode uh, with that yeah. update. Um, I believe I've gotten all the upgrades for uh, that's available right now. Um, I've gotten at least one in every upgrade, and then you can max out those upgrades. Um, as far as I can tell, I got all the armor and most of the runes, so like I'm finding out a lot of stuff. Um, so I think it's still just the first domain. It's still the first section of the castle you explore is still the only thing you can really go into but you're able to just get a peek of what the extra areas are like the grand archive which is like a big library section or like the underground sewer systems and stuff right so it's cool to get a little hint of what they're going to be working on next and you know what might be in the next update when it expands oh Um, yeah still haven't beaten that boss that boss is real tough because it's it's a lot of just like what build do you have that was out of your control and you know it's entirely up to just rng of whether or not you're character might have literal glass bones like what like with the rogue legacy there uh the caveat or the selling point for it is there's a different condition with every character you play as um and you know some a lot of them are like actual medical conditions and some of them are just weird like you know caveats like uh diva where the spotlight's always on you so there's just a spotlight on your character and everything else outside the spotlight is just black so it's just like oh you're just you know arrogant full yourself but then there is like hollow bones where you can like you float, uh, you fall slower when you jump, yeah. or um, uh, IBS, which is like irritable bowel syndrome, where you're just farting <laughs> all the time. Like you just, you know, that does nothing to the game. Just every now and then, your character pops out a fart cloud. Fantastic. Or, uh, synesthesia, where movement has color to it. So anytime anything moves on screen, there's like a color trail behind it, which also doesn't do anything. Uh, but you know. Maybe makes the screen a little busier, which is hard to follow. Right. Uh, but then the actual conditions that actually make it more challenging, like uh, vegan, where you can't eat meat, and then meat is how you get health in the game, so you essentially can't recover any health if you're Jeez. a vegan character. Um, different conditions or uh, requirements like that uh, increase how much gold you get because it's harder. So That makes sense. Yeah, so it helps you out by balancing that. Like You're probably going to die quicker, but you'll get the same amount of gold likely as if you had no conditions like if you had a regular run so um yeah i got pretty far with one character where i was uh, an archer but i kept getting different um artifacts and the artifacts take away from your max health which is nice because it's not your current health so usually i'm never at full health anyway so once an artifact's like oh we're gonna take away 20 max health i'm like i'm down 40 health you take 20 max health away that does nothing to me at this current area so 
Uh, it actually balanced out really well. Like I said, the recent upgrade with the Rogue Legacy 2, even though it's still on early access, really, really improved it, like, leaps and bounds. Like, it made it much more playable than what it was initially at early access launch. But, you know, it's still early access. They're still working out the bugs and stuff, so it makes perfect sense. Totally. Um, but just even this one update they've done, or, you know, a few updates they've done so far is already like, yeah, I, I'm happy I bought this early access and supporting these devs in the direction they're going and, you know, seeing the work they're putting into it. So, um, yeah, it's still fun. Still recommend it. Anyone who wants a side-scrolling Castlevania, or, yeah, Castlevania, uh, you know, roguelike, it's real fun. Um, combat's still brutal, though. Like, it's it's... There's one uh, condition I got where it took away your iframes, so your invincibility frames when you get hit. So if you get hit, you can, you're invincible for like three seconds, and you can kind of recover yourself and then fight back against the enemy. Right. I didn't think the removing the iframes would be that bad, but then I got stuck between like a spinning blade and like a little wizard that shoots fireballs at you, but it shoots them four at a time, so you have to like dodge <laughs> all four. And I was like, all right, this isn't bad. I get hit by the fireball into the spinning blade, back into the wizard who was shooting a next round, next volley of fireballs, back into the blade, and it just kept bouncing me back and forth, and I died instantly. I was like, (laughs) it was like the third room or something. I was like, oh my god, like, I didn't realize how much I needed those iframes. Right. But, like, yeah, it really makes you appreciate them now. And now when I find the item that increases the duration of your iframes, I'm like, hey, maybe this, maybe I do need that. Maybe that is better than I thought it was. Right. So, I am enjoying it so far, and, um, yeah, I can't wait to see when it's fully done, and, you know, because uh, Rogue Legacy was fun, but it was one of those roguelikes where, like, once you beat it, there's not much replay value versus, like, Binding of Isaac, where it's like you could beat the main boss, like, 500 times and you'll still be finding new stuff. So Yeah, totally. I'm interested to see what the second game does, because th- the stuff they've changed so far from the first is already uh, fantastic and well worth a sequel. Uh, and besides that, the other game I've been playing a lot of is uh, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. Oh, god damn it. I Fire. thought you were going to say D&D or something, but no, you're playing Summer <laughs> well, Wars. I'm playing a lot of D&D, but it's, it's not a video game, and I don't know. People don't want to hear me rant about my D&D Fair character. enough. I would love to. I got a lot to talk about. He fucking lost an eye last session, and I got a lot of baggage with that, because it's oh, fucking no. permanent stat changes. Um, but yeah, so uh, Digimon Cyber Sleuth, uh, I've had that game for a while now, and finally cracked that shell. Uh I almost bought this game just because I'm like, <laughs> I love Summer Wars. And I'm like, and, and it's like Summer Wars meets Pokemon. So I'm like, I get to meet all these new creatures. It seems great. But then well. I watched you play it and I was like, actually, I'll just watch Bren play I'll just watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was holding off to stream it for uh, Are We There Yet? The anime podcast I do. Because uh, as everyone knows, no one else likes Digimon. <laughs> I, I'm the only one that cares about it, at least in, at least as far as I know. Yeah, um, it does seem to be in a minority or a niche <laughs> of the community, for sure. It's big in Japan, they keep making them games, so like it's clearly getting money, but uh, yeah, as far as everyone I know, I'm the only one who cares about it as much. Um, and so I was going to force my co-host to sit on stream while I played it and just have them reacting to all the absolutely insane Digimon designs and just bore them to death with all the Digimon trivia I know. Hell yeah. Um, but scheduling people to do stuff's a bitch. So I just said, ah, screw it, I'm going to just play them on my own. I feel like playing this. Oh, totally. Um, yeah, so Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth, uh, it's like the complete edition. So there's actually two games in it. There's Cyber Sleuth, which is the first one, and then Hacker's Memory. Um, oh, so- this is some Kingdom Hearts shit. <laughs> 
maybe. <laughs> the, <laughs> that's what I the mean. The story's insane. I'm not going to justify and say the story's well written or something. Well, that's what I mean. We got. I was tuned into your stream when you were doing this, and we got to get to the nun with the gun, but we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's cool because it's the complete edition, so it's both games in one. The downside is it's like, all right, which game do you want to play? Cyber Sleuth or Hacker's Memory? I'm like, I don't. Which one's the first one? They're like, Cyber Sleuth or Hacker's Memory? I'm like, but yeah, I get that, but what's the first one? And I had to look that up separately to, just to figure out which was the sequel and prequel. That's insane. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to start the sequel if like everything's spoiled for me. Um, oh, sure. And also, it was definitely a console game. It was 2015 is when Cyber Sleuth came out. Um, and it was for PS4 um, and PS Vita. And it kind of shows... Like, despite being a PS4 game, it definitely feels like an early PS3 game graphic-wise. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, this isn't this isn't great. This is not that good. Like, you should be better than this. Yeah, and um, I'm pretty sure I, the only reason I was even considering it, it was probably on sale. But, like, oh, full sure. price, I'm sure it's, like, $60 or something. Well, that's the thing. If, if the complete edition is both games. So, if you're, like, $60 oh, sure. for two games, like, yeah, that's a, that's a deal. But if you don't know that and you just see Cyber Sleuth Complete Edition, you think it's just an RPG with all the DLC costumes included or something like that. Like right. it, it doesn't really make it clear that it's actually two games in there. But yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, Digimon, it's Pokemon, but they're all data, they're all digital. And uh, Cyber Sleuth is essentially, I was describing it as essentially just Persona 5, but uh, yeah, I guess Persona 5, but with more interaction with the creatures you have. So more Pokemon-like so more Pokemon Sword and Shield in that regard, where you can actually interact with them. There's like a little farm you can put them on and you know, play with them or feed them and have them doing chores for you while you're away. Build relationships. Yeah, so different than Persona in that regard. Um, but yeah, so you're just running around uh, uh, Tokyo, different cities, solving cyber crimes that are either people based because they're hackers or Digimon based because they're you know evil Digimon corrupting stuff. Uh, you're just going around solving little cases and you know progressing the story. Yeah, talking about Summer Wars, the basic premise is there's Eden, which is this internet world where you can like have an avatar and walk around. It's basically the internet in VR. And then people yeah, are going Oz, Oz, in yeah, Summer Wars. In Summer Wars, uh, and then people are going into it, and then being st- and then some people are getting Eden syndrome, which is like they're just getting comatose when they go in. They're not their consciousness isn't coming out of Eden. So it's just oh, so it's sort of online. It's sort of online. <laughs> so like within the first ten minutes, I was like, this plot kind of sucks because <laughs> it might have been good in 2015, but probably mind blowing back then. No, I'm I kidding. mean, even I then, know. Sword Art was already out, and Summer Wars right. was definitely out by then. So I'm like, but even like watching it, I'm like, these are these are already ideas I've seen in like four other you know similar games or similar shows or stories or movies. So I'm just like, eh, the story's that crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, you go in, you meet up with some of your friends that you talk to in a chat room. You meet up with them in, you know, Eden in VR or whatever, so you see them in person for the first time. Uh, and then when you're trying to escape, a weird, like, monster thing attacks. It's not a Digimon, it's something else entirely. It's just this weird virus thing. Uh, and as you're trying to escape, your f- two friends escape, but you can't, so you're having problems escaping. And when you finally do, you get thrown back into the real world, and your body is just made of data. And then... Oh, snap! You meet this cyber detective who's just, I'll get to her. You meet the cyber detective <laughs> who helps you out and like throws you back into the internet and gets you, like finds you, I guess your model, your skin in the game. And like, so you can just wear your like outfit and skin. Um, but essentially the whole premise is 
you're you're your consciousness in a data body running around and while you're investigating the like Eden syndrome thing you find your comatose body like in a hospital so you're just like oh there's my body i'm just like data i'm not human anymore this is Kingdom Hearts, Brandon. It's recoded. I'm <laughs> like pretty I sure said, that's the one where they were like, let's rip off the Matrix and just be like, let's throw them in some digital world or something. Like I said, I'm not defending the story. The story is bonkers and weird. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> Talking to my friends, I'm like, I never say Digimon is good. I've never said those words. I say I love Digimon, but I never <laughs> say it's good. <laughs> so I fully admit this is my Kingdom Hearts. Yep. Um, but I love it because, like, my the story of Digimon, like, there's some, like, season one's pretty good, season three is pretty good. There's some that actually have good stories and plots with games and shows and stuff. Totally. But f- frankly, the only thing I really love about Digimon that keeps bringing me back is just the absolute buck wild madness that is the designs of Digimon. Because they're yeah. fucking insane. Like, exactly. When we were in stream, one of the people tuning in was like, does she have a gun? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, what? what is that? A Digimon with a gun. So, there so is a Digimon that is a gun, if I'm not there mistaken. There is a Digimon that is just a sentient gun. So with Cyber Sleuth, you, you can have up to uh, 11 Digimon on your team, but they have different restrictions to like limit, like, this one's too powerful. Like You can have 11 weak Digimon or three powerful, di- whatever. Um, but you can have three Digimon running around outside of you in like the digital world. So they can, you, yeah. people can see them running after you. And yeah. So currently on my team, I have Gyromon, which is like a metal dragony thing. Um, cool design, but like it just yeah, it reminded just, me of Zoids, and I was like, "Yeah, it looks like, like Zoid." Yeah, giving me shit for Zoids while you're over here playing Digimon. I see. <laughs> but no, you called me out. I don't know any other uh, Zoid other than Liger Zero. Liger Zero's I'll, I'll learn them when I play the game and revisit it. Was once like Shadow Fo- Shadow Wolf. I think it's like the blue one. And then there's like, oh, no, that sounds I, right. I don't know the names, but I know like a surprisingly lot of Zoids. I just like critters. I just like weird crittery shit. For um, sure. Yeah. So I had uh, like Gyrumon. Um, and then I had Nannymon, which I talked about at the beginning of the stream when you were turning it, tuning in. And then I actually got him, I think, right as you tuned out. No, um, oh, shit. <laughs> but Nannymon, for anyone who doesn't know, is this. Imagine Pac-Man, but made of flesh and fused with Macho Man Randy Savage. That motherfucker, yes. Yeah. Oh, god damn. So in the show, in the Digimon show, he gets drunk off soda. So he's just drinking in the show and just getting pissed drunk. Um, he's just posing and flexing all the time. He sounds like Macho Man Randy Savage. Like, that's clearly who the voice actor was copying uh, yeah. when he did the voice. And uh, his main move, they all learn different skills, but they all have, like, their main signature move. His main move is Poop Dunk, where he just throws a big old turd at the enemy. Jesus and that's Christ. It. I mean, it's anime. It's like, it's, you know, it's like the soft serve ice cream. It's pink. So it's not like, you know, it's crude, but he is just throwing poop at the anime. Um, that is wild. No, that character is just super goofy. Oh he's my God. repulsive. He's awful. But he does digivolve into my favorite, Digitamamon, who's just an egg with like lizard legs sticking out of the bottom of it. So I'm keeping him because I need to digivolve him as quickly what as the possible. hell? Oh my God. And then the other one on my team was Sister Mon Chell. This is the one. This, this is, is the, the nun one. with the gun. She is literally just a nun with this huge hat. Like, it's like a mouse hat. Like, a like imagine, like, the Mickey Mouse ears, but, like, a little face on it. And then, like, the habit, the rest of the habit of a nun goes all the way down. Like, to the back yeah. And, stuff. Uh, and then, yeah, she's just in, like, thigh-high socks or boots. And, yeah, it's just a nun with two, like, 
Desert Eagle revolver or Desert Eagle pistols. Doesn't so, the the hat have a face too? The hat's got like a little face and it's got like a little mouse ears. And then there's um, so there's Sister Mon who looks like a regular nun in black and white uh, outfits. Still has guns. Sister Mon Blanc, which is like a pink uh, hat like habit, and she's got like a golden pitchfork, and she's like the pure one. Uh, yeah. And then she did evolved into Sister Monchelle, which is the blue one I have now. And then all three of those are basically identical. They're all nuns with wep- insane weapons. They all have an awakened mode where the hat with the little face on it goes further down and covers up their eyes. So it's like a mask. Oh, God. Uh, and then they just get tiggled bitties. They just get a lot of cleavage for absolutely no reason. And Fantastic. So- someone decided, yeah, that's a digital monster. That's a Digimon. We're we're happy with putting our Digimon brand on these three characters. And I just say, fucking what? Yeah, like, that is all Bayonetta. insane. The, and, and it's supposed to be the fucking pure, like, nun character. <laughs> what are y'all doing over here? I don't know. I just, also think the the question uh, remains, is the Digimon the hat or her? Because it's like, it seems like both are I sentient. can't answer that. Yeah, like, it that, seems like. It's oh. both plausible. So it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> and it's just the Digimon, like. I love Pokemon has a clear aesthetic to it. It has a clear idea of all the designs. The designs they draw can, a line in the they sand. Draw a line and they somewhere. Say, they stop somewhere. They have some weird ones. They got like Delibird. They got like there's like an insectoid or whatever. With Pokemon Sun and Moon, it gets pretty buck wild with the Yeah, uh, the Mega ice Beast. cream. Well, the like the ice cream you could argue is like the same as like uh Mega uh Magnemite or like Magneton. Like, okay. it's just, like, it's kind of dumb. It's got Key Cliff, which is just the keychain one. Like, that's, like, an object just brought to life. Right. But Pokemon Sun and Moon introduced the, like, Mega Beast, which are, aren't Pokemon. They're creatures from another dimension. And those are one that get really fucking weird. Because then you get, like, Buzzswole. Which is, as the name suggests, just yeah. a very buff mosquito <laughs> centaur. So it's, like, a centaur with, like, four legs, and then it's just a big flexing mosquito. And it's fucking insane and i love it but like that's where it's like these are some of the outliers these are weird but there's like 15 of them out of the 800 pokemon and all the other 800 pokemon have a clear pseudo aesthetic that is very similar like the designs they got a clear mind a clear idea in mind for what all of the designs are based around i was completely unaware of buzz swall's existence but i'm looking this guy's up he's incredible it reminds me of like that giant mecha in the first power rangers movie like those bug (laughs) creatures like i feel like seeing that coming around the corner in the middle of a city i'd be shooting my pants yeah yeah it's yes it's it's like (laughs) imagine like a centaur but instead of of being half human half horse it's half human half mosquito and then the mosquito is just buff as shit and fueled by lava like it's glowing red like it's an insane design, but that's what the Mega Beast are. They're just crazy and weird because they're supposed to be extra dimensional. So those are the those are the outliers. Like I said, Digimon, that's all of them. They're all like that. They're all fucking buck wild. And honestly, that's my main selling point for them. That's why I love them. We talked about uh, the Sister Mons. Uh, Deputy Mon is the other one who is a sentient gun. He's a revolver gun. With a cowboy hat and big jean pants and big old cowboy boots and holds two smaller guns in his hands. He's just three sentient guns. It's dumb as shit and I love it. I couldn't love it anymore. No, that is an amazing one. So it's just like anytime someone's like, 
uh, like, you can't criticize Pokemon if you like Digimon. Be like, I'm fully aware how stupid Digimon is. That's the reason I love it. It's also aware how dumb and shitty it is. Like, it's just bonkers. You got Patamon, who's essentially this little sausage hamster with bat wings for ears. Then he digivolves into Angemon, which is a grown-ass man with six angel wings and, like, bullets stuck in his body. And he's got, like, a metal mask over his face. Like, no, I can't justify Digimon in any regard. That's why I love it. It's dumb yep. as shit. I've been going on for 30-plus years. Yep. No, it's <laughs> fine to have something you unabashedly love like that. So yeah. that's a good one to pick. And I'm glad you're playing the game. That sounds like uh, you're – like, I'm glad I didn't get it for myself because I feel like <laughs> – I don't know. Just watching you play, I think I will enjoy watching you or other people play this game more than I will be playing it myself. Yeah, I was talking about it on stream with you. It's got just the basic – groundwork and mechanics and gameplay of just a modern jrpg like a persona like um i feel like there's something else i played recently that was similar to this but where you just accrue monsters level them up and use them to fight and then there's like the outer world and then there's like the special world and you just solve a mystery between both worlds like the actual game itself is pretty generic compared to other jrpgs currently on the market the thing that gets you in this game is Digimon. If you do not like Digimon, or if you don't enjoy just seeing the bonkers Digimon, um, because with this, it's not like Pokemon where they just evolve and, and that's it. Um, Digimon Digivolve, and indeed Digivolve, they go backwards in their evolutionary line all the time. And then uh, they can Digivolve into multiple ones. So like you can have one Digimon that evolves into, Digivolves into five other creatures. So to get all of them, you have to, like, digivolve them up to their fullest form and then de-digivolve them back into lower forms and then, like, get all the branching paths. Oh, damn. So it's, like, weird. So you can get a lot of them um, just by having a few. Um, but, yeah, the the selling point of this game is Digimon. I've said it. I probably said that word a thousand times. It has no meaning to people who don't actually watch it. Um, but, yeah, if you don't like Digimon, there I there's nothing here for you. Like, in both a uh, biased opinion and an objective opinion, there's nothing here for you if you don't like Digimon. <laughs> so um, you don't need to know the story or the characters before you go into it. You can go in blind as a first timer, but like, right. the selling point is capturing all these weird little monsters. Because as I've recapped the story, it's not great. <laughs> but I am enjoying it. But I did I did get kind of bored. When I ended the stream at like three hours and I'm like, I'm just bored. I'm, I've done all these side quests. Um, it, it's uh there's also like an auto combat mode where you just hit the auto button and they'll fight for you because it's such a grind because they realize you're grinding all these levels just to digivolve them and then bring them back down the downside with the auto combat is is they don't just do uh in persona the auto combat is just punching they do the default attack over and over and over and digimon the auto attack they use like all of their skills first so I don't do auto attacks because they'll just drain all their like mp their magic power like first and I'm like no like I need this for a real battle now and they're all drained because I, for some reason, they chose to use those first. Um, okay. Yeah, and then some of the some of the side quests are like this random Digimon lost their quote precious item end quote. Go find it for them. Like they're too lazy to even decide what an item is. Like you couldn't just say like a spoon or like a hair comb or something like anything. My precious. Literally anything, and they just go with precious item. Yep. The the reason I bring it up is because you have to find it in the digital world. I've done four of these so far. Three out of four of them were directly behind the Digimon. I went into the next room. <laughs> I went into the next room and it was right there at my feet in the next room. One of them wasn't even in a separate room. One of them was just 10 feet behind the Digimon that asked for it. And I was like, these 
dumb digital babies. These dumb idiot babies can't even look around and find their own stuff that just is sitting right behind them. Like That's unreal. Just so dumb. Like, come on. It's like when you're like, where are my sunglasses? And they're on your head. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, come on. <laughs> if I'm taking this quest, side quest, going out of my way to talk to them in this far off area, like, make it something. <laughs> Put it further. <laughs> like, come on. For sure. So, yeah, I'm... I'm enjoying it, but it's definitely a grinding game because of all the levels and the D, the digivolving and de-digivolving. Um, so I'll stream it a bit, but it's also like, you're not here for the plot. Um, so oh, it's totally. Definitely, definitely a game I could be playing on a second monitor while watching a movie or watching something else and kind of half checked in, half checked out. Uh, I am enjoying it, That makes it, sense. Though. But, uh, oh yeah, I forgot to mention. Uh, surprisingly horny. It's a surprisingly oh, no. horny game. How so? Well, you saw the Sister Mons. The Digimon, I'm not surprised with. You got Angemon, you got uh, Lady, you got, uh, you got, uh, Angemon's a himbo, he's a beefcake. You got Lady Angemon, then you got uh, Lady Devimon, like, those are You're speaking another language to me. (laughs) (laughs) Those, that's the thing with, like, Pokemon, is, like, these are critters. With Digimon, there's, like, these are just full, like, it's, I've heard someone describe it as, like, it's, you know, Charmander, Charmeleon, Charizard, Charizard wearing jorts and a gun, uh, <laughs> Professor Oak in bondage gear, and then oh, no. sentience itself. It's like, yes, that's the that's the evolutionary line for a Digimon. And at a certain point, it just gets weirdly sexy for no reason in a lot of them. Um, and like, so I'm not surprised by the Digimon designs, like the sister mods, where it's like, yeah, it just tits out and thigh high uh, boots. Like, yeah, I'm expecting that. But some of the character designs of like the you know real world character designs, like the detective I mentioned. She's just wearing like a long sleeve button shirt, and then the buns are about halfway buttoned up. She's just tits out all the time, cleavage constantly. And I'm like, that's excessive and insane, but okay. And then she's also just wearing like boy shorts, like booty shorts. Yeah. And that's it. And like high heels and nothing else. I'm like, like what an insane character design for that. People are like, yeah, this is a good, this is a good outfit for your character. No, (laughs) this is bonkers. Yeah, bonk, go to horny jail. Exactly, yeah. And there's another character, and it's just like, some of these are just like, hey, why are you horny? <laughs> like, it's, I don't know, the game's That's what I mean, I never wanted to fuck a Pokemon. Hey, listen, listen. Oh, no. You don't We've, talk until you've seen Angemon. God damn it. Well, you've also, I feel like it's come up on our podcast, something about one of us banging Mr. Mime. That was ages ago, though. Oh, God, that was, well. I was browned out. <laughs> I don't say that was probably me, but like, I, I probably <laughs> led it up to that point. Yeah, no, it's it's not. Uh, I mean, surprising. Ash, it was something that came up on Ash's this show. Mom definitely is, but like, that's a whole other topic. Oh but, lord, yeah, but yeah. Digimon. It's fun if you like Digimon. It's literally for no one else. Like, if you don't like Digimon, why are you even looking at this? You know, part of the internet. So for sure. Uh, well, if you just love Summer Wars, maybe check it out. No, if you if you want a video game of Summer Wars, and you're just like, hey, what if these character designs were just absolutely more crazy and a little hornier than it's digital because like very cool I, I could i could do a whole podcast and just spend an hour on every single digimon and just breaking their design and just being like why did we decide on that? who like one of the most prominent sorry i'll wrap this up soon one of the <laughs> prominent digimon is gabumon he's like one of the biggest mascots he's like this yellow like uh I don't know, kind of like wolf sort of character, but like lizardy character. And he's got like a horn and like a tail with like the, the lizard like spikes on the back of it, like the going down the spine. Um, but he also just wears like a coat, like a fur 
uh, of his evolu- of his de- uh, evolutionary form, Garurumon. It's just like a wolf's fur, like a pelt. And he wears that. And it is canonical in the show that that is not his fur. That is separate fur that he wears like a jacket. And it makes you question, is he huh. just wearing the pelt of Garurumon that died? And he le- he's like inspired by Garurumon so much, he wears that. But like, you never see him without that pelt. And it adds a lot of questions. And then it's like, all right, if he's not of that evolutionary line, does he evolve into it because he's wearing that pelt? Like, is he just wearing like, would it just be like, oh, I guess a Pokemon holding an item where it's like, right. he evolves into this. If he's holding this item, he evolves into this. If he holds this item, is that Guru or Gabumon? Like it's, it's so fucking bonkers. And like, that's one of the main God, like that's one of the main mascots of it. So it's just like huh. fucking insane. But yeah, I now, could, I could do a whole podcast by myself. Literally just me yelling into the void. You should do something like that because there is well, there's a podcast that does that for Pokemon. I can't think of the name of the show. I know I listened to it at one point, but also I was like, this seems like a lot to take in. But they do boil it down. Uh, Each episode is the name of a Pokemon, and that's what they talk about is that specific Pokemon. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's plenty of Digimon podcast. I mean, not plenty. There's a few Digimon podcasts out there, but like, I don't. I know I don't want to hear myself talking about Digimon for an hour. No one else will. <laughs> so That's right. It's spare for our everyone. Patreon audience. It's, our, it's no. <laughs> our Patreon. You gotta pay to get that good stuff of me Jesus. dissecting Numamon, the fucking slug that eats poop. Oh, uh, Lord. Yeah. Uh, speaking of spending money, though, you uh, could have been at the Kame House stream this past weekend that they were hyping up for the past couple weeks. Hopefully we mentioned it on our show because I was so. a guest on it. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, they did a charity stream for uh, Extra Life uh, for kids and were super successful. That's the thing. They set out for a goal of $1,000 and it's a 12-hour stream. They went from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. And they crushed their goal within two hours. Like, that's the thing. I was on their show from 1 to 2 playing uh, DBZ Kakarot with them. And, well, that's a, a actually a single-player game. So Vince was playing. I was just hanging out and we were all talking. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was just a very uh wholesome moment to be in the stream when we, like, reached the goal already that early on in the stream, like two hours in. And then, yeah, they're still going. I think their new goal at this point, uh, because we're recording... Yeah, it's 2000, so hopefully they hit it, and uh, you guys could have been there. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Give them a follow on Twitch, for sure. Twitch.tv slash Kame House Party. Yeah, if not, check the VOD. Uh, I mean... Yeah, definitely. Here's hoping the VOD stays up with all the DMCA stuff going on Twitch. Well, I did warm them, because like that's one thing I want to point out. They were smart about it. It's a 12-hour stream. They broke it down. Each hour, they played a different game. So, uh, one of those hours, well, actually, let's go down the list. They did Everybody's Golf, Crash Bandicoot 4, DBZ Fighter Z, uh, DBZ Kakarot, Code Vein, Tony Hawk 1 and 2. This is one I gave them a heads up and was like, you're going to want to meet that yeah, music. Get rid of the uh, music. For sure. Uh, they did a pre-recorded thing as, like, they took a break and had some food. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hades, Last of Us Part 2, Pokemon Crown, Tundra, DLC, Fall Guys, Red Redemption 2, and Jackbox Party Pack 7. So yeah, they were all wow. over the place uh, and had a bunch of guests. Like, I was one of the guests. Uh, it was so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, we've, we're talking about it a bit uh, before we started recording. But yeah, it's always uh, great to see like uh, charity streams going on. Because I've seen you know major gigantic charity streams like Awesome Games Done Quick that get you know hundreds of thousands of people watching and they do massive amount of like they raise millions of dollars for charities and stuff oh yeah but then i see plenty of just like 
smaller streamers like Comedy House Party on us uh, who do a charity stream and like they'll still get like a thousand, two thousand, five thousand, ten thousand, like pretty fast. And like, yeah, it's just crazy to see like people coming together on like charity streams and just throwing money at like death at a good cause. And it's hell it's yeah. great to see, but it's always impressive whenever I see like, oh, we're doing a little charity stream. Come by, donate what you can, and it's just like they they meet their goal instantly, and it's just like, oh shit, okay, right. Uh, we, yeah, that's what I mean. If we were going to do it, I'd probably set the bar at like five hundred dollars, and probably like you, twelve hours later, we'd be like, "We made twenty five bucks, all right." <laughs> it's always better to set the bar low and surpass it than to set it way too high and be like, "Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly." So, so they were crushing it. I'm super happy for them, and it was happy to be a part of it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, well, we can go into some news topics. Is there anything going on in the news? All right, before we do, actually, I want a <laughs> PS5 now. And yeah. it sucks because it's too late for me to pre-order or anything. And I'm like, no okay, let's go. Ones. No one. And for the rest of the year. And I'm yeah. just like, fuck. Uh, but that's the thing. I think at some point it should open up for me to be able to buy one online via like Best Buy and yeah. either have them ship it to my house or me go pick it up in a store. Uh, I don't even have a local Best Buy. It actually closed down in uh, the nearby one and it sucks. But uh, I would probably just get it shipped to me. But I don't even know when that opportunity is coming. There's only certain sites that are like, yeah, sign up for when this will be available. But mm-hmm. God damn, I, I'm, now that I'm seeing the user interface, knowing how fast these load times are going to be oh, and yeah. like that goddamn controller, that's really why I want it. <laughs> I'm just, I want that controller. Uh, so I'm, I, and I, I was saying this, uh, to the comic house guys on the stream. I was like, I was never the person to be like, yeah, I want day a new one. console day one, but like now I am and it's too late, but I'll, I still do think, uh, maybe second stimulus check, baby. Let's get that <laughs> PS5. <laughs> oh God. I wish I had your optimism. I know. <laughs> That's just I'm, adorable. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, were there any, uh, launch titles you had your eyes on? Oh, well, definitely the Miles Morales game. Like, good God, that looks incredible. And then, yeah, I mean, Bug Snacks is I'm a fucking little <laughs> nerd. I want to play this cute little game and hope it's good. I've, I, yeah, seeing the reviews coming out for uh, PS5 and the Xbox Series, fucking whatever. Um, both of them seem to be reviews of, like, it's a lot of hardware. That's it. That's all we yeah. got. Like it, it's it's what you expect. It's just the higher level of what the consoles already are. So well, and the good thing about it is I have like this gigantic stack of just PS4 games physicals, mm-hmm. and it is backwards compatible for ninety nine percent of them or something. So I'll just be able to pop those discs in and That's be able good. to be like I've upgraded essentially and skipped the PS4 Pro. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, and I've I've seen reviews for the Miles Morales game, and it's like apparently the biggest complaint with it is like. It's not a full game. I wish it was. <laughs> like, because right. it's what we said, it was like $40. It's not, and they even, Insomniac Games even admitted, like, it's not a full, like, however many hours this original Spider Man game was. It's not the totally. same as that. It's like a smaller level, but it's still a lot of content. And the biggest complaints I see in all the reviews are just like, I wish there was more of it. Like, it was that good. So I was like, oh, that's great to hear. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so that's what all I really wanted to bring up is I, I want a PS5, but don't know when that'll ever happen. Uh, mm-hmm. What's going I, on in the news, though? Well, I heard uh, not selling it in physical stores is both like they didn't expect there to be this much demand, which is a lie. They always say that Nintendo does it all the time. Like, we all know that's a fucking lie. For sure. Um, but then there's also like people saying like, oh, so and he's like holding them just like to drive up the uh, desire for them. And it's like, that's also possible. Like, I... You can't prove that, but that fully wouldn't surprise me at all if they did that. Uh, you know, to you know, force scarcity to increase the rarity of them. I'm like, I gotta get it. I need it. 
Um, yeah, totally. But I also heard someone else throw out the idea of like they're not shipping any PS5s into physical stores anymore, uh, at least not this year, because of COVID. Because they don't want people like waiting in line, amassing at stores, and grouping together to try and fight over the consoles. They're just like, okay, everything's online. Like you'll you'll get it in time. Like sorry, it's not as quick as you want, but. Like, I thought it was the concerns over Black Friday, everyone just beating the shit out of each it, other. That's going to happen regardless if you've seen the state of our country recently. Yeah. Um, but oh, God. Yeah. So I, I I would like to think that Sony had that forethought and was like, we're not we're not playing this game. Like, we'd rather pe- people be safe and get it in time rather than, you know, get sick or die fighting over this. Um, that's Sony, fair. <laughs> Sony's still a mega corporation and wants money. So, like, I don't like that's optimistic to think that they're being that uh, altruistic. But right, uh, I don't. I think it just might be. Hey, it's easier for us to not ship, and here's our excuse to not do it. Altruistic. That's too smart a word for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> doing good for no other reason than doing good. Damn, you're good with those definitions. I knew what it meant, Bren. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I had a buddy call me out on the word sentient. He's like, "Oh, look at Mister College." I was like, "That's not from college. That's, that's from not. Sci- <laughs> that's from sci-fi. I'm a nerd. I grew up watching X-Men cartoons. Like, that's not what." <laughs> uh, yeah, no. People should know what that word is. That's nothing new. Just, just read or watch sci-fi stuff. You'll learn a lot of vocabulary real quick. Um, speaking of sci-fi, speaking of sci-fi, uh, yeah, you got some happy news. Yeah, uh, yeah. As the day we're recording this. Uh, it's N7 day, which is the Mass Effect day, and nothing else big is happening right now on this day, November 7th. Nothing else big. Oh, Not wait, well, at all. No, there's some definite shit. There's an asteroid passing by. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. that's the big thing. There's definitely nothing else crazy huge going on right now. Um, but yeah, for N7, it's Mass Effect day, because N7 is a division. In the Mass Effect world, N7 is like, the special elite agents division that you're a part of, the Spectres. Uh, I mean, I'm sure someone can correct me and clarify N7's actually something special. I don't know. I haven't fucking played Mass Effect in a, over a decade. Um, but that's why all the Mass Effect uh, armor and like merch and insignia is like the N7 on the armor for Commander Shepard. That's like the division they're in. Um, so because of that, people just you know, like uh, May 4th is Star Wars Day now because they say May the 4th be with you. N7 is just, you know, unofficially or officially now, I guess, because Bioware deems it, is okay. uh, Mass Effect Day. And uh, sure enough, they're waiting for November 7th to reveal that they're doing uh, a Mass Effect trilogy remaster. So they're going to remaster 1, 2, and 3. Hot damn, I'm in. I am interested. I'm not, I'm not fully, I, like, don't get me wrong. In retrospect, a lot of people started shitting on Mass Effect, especially with Andromeda. It has that, um, you know, people always say, like, hey, just because they're remaking something doesn't mean it ruins the past thing. It does for some people. Whereas, like, Andromeda was so bad, I hate all of Mass Effect now. It's like, no, that you're just being, you know, irrational. Sure. Um, I still love Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. People still joke around of how Mass Effect 3's ending was so garbage. There was a villain in it. it there was an enemy in the game that actually tried to stop shepherd from finishing the game and they're like he's the hero that villain was trying to stop us from seeing the shitty ending that's who we love the martyr it's like no. oh god it's i still like i played three like when it came out i was in it like in the you know pits of it when it was all happening the ending's fine i don't know why people are so pissy like was it lackluster yeah sure but also was it going to calculate all thousand different options and choices you made throughout all three games and combine them into a unique ending just for you no so, right. like, 
it, it essentially boils down to three options, and one of them is like a hidden secret option. So is it lackluster that that's all it results into? Kind of, yeah. I won't say it was a great ending, but I think the shit people give it is unjustified. Um, but yeah, so Mass Effect uh, 1, 2, 3 is getting remastered, and if you've seen Mass Effect 1, it's rough. So well, that's it, why I've never really gone through yeah. them because I'm like I want to start from the beginning. I know it's going to be like a blast from the past, being like, let me get to some like fucking not Morrowind level graphics, but like real like <laughs> hard on the it's eyes. A little after that, yeah, but just barely, like just yeah. a little bit. <laughs> exactly. So I yeah have no real desire to do that. But if they're going to bring it to me on the new consoles in HD a fresh like 4K 1080P or whatever like yeah. resolution, I'll be very happy to try them out. Because, well, like yeah, the- I haven't had anything spoiled for me, luckily. Wow, that's impressive. Um, even just the memes alone would have spoiled a bunch of stuff. Uh, but, yeah, it's like the scene with the Witcher trilogy. People are like, oh, I want to get into the Witcher. I'm like, hey, go ahead and skip the first one. Like, is it good? Yes. Is it a slog and a half? Absolutely. Like, you can easily just go to Witcher 2 and just start start where it gets good. It's so um, crazy. I bought the Witcher one, like, without even, like, there being no hype around it whatsoever. On, yeah. Exactly. And I remember getting into it a little bit and being like, this isn't for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's tough. Um, it's very much like you said, Morrowind. Witcher one is like the Morrowind two, Witcher two. For sure. Skyrim, oh, yeah. Oblivion. Yeah, exactly. And three is like Skyrim, where it's like, it just gets better and better. Um, I would say the same with Mass Effect. The downside is because of character choices over between the games. I you have to play the first one like you won't be as invested in the characters or the story there is a good amount of retconning between one and two where it's like hey remember that shit we said in the first one didn't happen anymore we're changing it now in the second one but it's not it's not enough to ruin the game at least not for me okay I'm kind of picky with shit like that um but they do change some stuff um but even if they upgrade the graphics playing just the first one the combat is real challenging and not in like a Dark Souls challenging, but in a like, it's challenging to play because it's just not great. Because it, sure. was, it was very much meant to be a sci-fi RNG and not a running gun shooter Call of Duty. And because it is ranged gun combat mostly, people were expecting that of like, oh, it's not as good as like Black Ops. It's like, no, they they weren't trying to be. There just happens to be guns as the main form of combat. It's not right. It's not a shooter though. So. Um, but yeah, the story carries over between all three, and I think that really is critical to it, because I mean, people who just started at two, and they're like, I didn't give a shit about this. It's like, well, yeah, because you don't know all the history in one. Like, you, I really, if you're going to get into these, I really recommend playing from one to three, um, all the way. Uh, and yeah, it, and I'm glad they're doing all three of them in, like, a bundle. That's a bundle perfect. Deal. I'm definitely interested. I don't know if I'll necessarily get it, because I, I got enough games as it is. I don't need to just be jumping oh, sure. into a trilogy I sunk. Because I played all three of them three times each to do each ending and play. Damn. Them. So there's a there's a binary like morality system. There's uh, heroic and renegade or, or patriot uh, paragon and renegade. So this okay. Good. So the thing with a Mass Effect is you're a hero regardless. You're the hero commander Shepard. So you're not going to be a villain like an infamous. Um, so paragon is just like your peak heroism. You're what everyone looks up to. You're just a very moral person. Renegade is, you're still the hero, but you're just a dick. So, you just, like, wave off fans, like, you, you get them out of your way. One guy, one fan is, like, impersonating you, and you can, like, punch them out in a bar. Or, if you're a paragon, you, like, talk them down and, like, get them to stop doing it. So, okay. the, the the ethical morality system is really just, do you want to be a good guy or do you want to be an asshole? And that's it. Yeah. It doesn't really change a ton um, in your choices. 
Um, but your choices do you do have choices in the game of like what teammate survives or like major decisions that impact the story. You'll make a choice in uh, Mass Effect One. You won't think twice about it. You'll just make a quick decision, and you'll see it pay off in Mass Effect Three in a big way. So oh shit! I, I do really strongly recommend playing all three if anyone is getting into these. And with the upgraded graphics, it'll be easier to look at. And you know, maybe they'll retouch some of the voice lines and stuff. Uh, who knows? But I think the core combat's going to be still pretty challenging for some people. So um, if you do I'd get into it. I'd be curious if they change that up to make it a little more modern. If I they would hope can, so. that would be great because the combat, by the time you get the Mass Effect 2 and 3, the combat is leaps and bounds improved. It is much better. Right. Um, I know some people still have some problems with it, but it's so much better than one was. Well, that's the thing. I feel like with these bundles and how these like remasters work, they're all going to be on the same game engine. So they're probably just going to be like any shooting like mechanics will just be inherited uh, throughout the games. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting if they just like upgrade one or if they completely rework it with the engine they use later because um, the point leveling up system and the inventory was real bad in one. And then two, they fixed it great. And three, it was like perfected. So if they just carry over that inventory system from three back to one, like retroactively. It'd be so good. That would be great. So like, yeah, I definitely got my eye on this and I'm interested. I doubt I'll play it even regardless because like I said, I played through all three, three times. So that's like 60, you got the gist 60 of it. hours yeah. of playthrough <laughs> for three games, three times. So that's like 180 hours of playthrough three times three. So that's what? 300, Six. 540 hours I've probably yeah. put into the Mass Effect franchise. Like, I'm good. I don't need to revisit that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but if anyone's interested, I did just a first playthrough and did all my gut instincts, and then I did two more, all Paragon and all Renegade, uh, just to see how different it is. And it's it's really not. Like, the choices you make aren't based on that, but you do have stuff. It is interesting. I, I, it is worth a second playthrough. Maybe not a third. Um but yeah, I fucking love it. I got a Mass Effect hoodie, and you know, I got a little Mass Effect figures. I got some artwork on my walls. Like, I fucking love the Mass Effect trilogy. So, uh, I'm excited for this to be done. But you know, anyone who is thinking about jumping into this for the first time, just remember the first one's going to be an old game. It's you know that was on the first Xbox, so like it's going to be dated a bit. So just yeah, give, give it that little leeway. Give it that you know extra room. Fair warning for sure. Yeah. Um, and that's exciting about Mass Effect. But wait, there's more. <laughs> there's more. Uh, Bioware confirmed that they're going to get quote a veteran team end quote of developers. Notice how it's not a vel- quote. It's not a quote veteran team of developers end quote. It's the veteran team is in quotes. Yeah. Um. So they got a veteran team working on a new Mass Effect game, and I am surprised by that. A because a lot of the veterans left Bioware because they got. You know, taken over and they started making some weird corporate decisions and they all left because it was shitty. Right. Um, and I'm also interested in this new Mass Effect game because they had Andromeda. We had Greg on recently. We talked about it. There was a story with Andromeda and then it got dropped. So like, Yeah, wait. What the fuck? How can you even <laughs> say you're going to make a new game if you're not going to f- tie up that loose end? Like, just like fucking give these people a little DLC and be like, okay, they can stop whining. It's like, we're making a we're making a new Mass Effect game. It's like, oh, and Mass Effect Andromeda 2? It's like, no. Mass Effect Andromeda 4. It's like, Hold on, what? Like you had yeah. a whole storyline back there you just dropped and left on the ground. Like, go back and finish that one. Yeah, so, no. This one's gonna be Mass Effect Ganymede or some bullshit. Yeah. It's like, what is what where are we going with this? I I don't know. I, I Mass Effect, the first trilogy in my opinion, is done. Like you just isolate that, and that's why they were like, Alright, Andromeda, it's a new galaxy, we're just throwing them off in the distance. But like it wasn't enough. Even despite all the criticism people had, I just I didn't care about Andromeda to play it. 
like even gameplay wise and all the mechanics wise if you could just take that out of the equation i just i didn't care what i saw like i said all the aliens in mass victim trauma just looked like a lowland versions of you know the original aliens there was like two new races that you saw some of and then all the other new alien races were just weird twisted versions of the original races and seeing those original races for the first time, like the Hanar and the Turians and the Quarians and the Geth, like it's just like, fucking, whoa, these are neat, these are cool. And then seeing just like these weird, like altered versions in the sequel series, just like, that's just lazy, man. Like, you, you could have just made new aliens. Like, I'm sure the models carried over and it was easy there, but like, come on. Yeah, totally. It's like seeing in Star Wars, like the rubber mask, alien, like of the aliens being reused, like with a, you know, just a color change or something. It's like, ah, oh, come on. Yep. Um, so, yeah, Bioware making a new Mass Effect game. Uh, I'm more hesitant about this than I am about the remastering of the original trilogy. The remastering, I'm just like, yeah, I know what to expect. I'm in for this. The re- new game from Bioware, it's like, I don't know, Bioware, you've kind of been shit in the bed the last few games. Like, you're not, you don't got a great track record right now. Yeah, after Andromeda, people are, uh, it's understandable to be uh, cautious with this. Yeah, Dragon Age Inquisition was probably the last good game they made. And even that was buggy as fuck at least on the xbox what i played so um yeah i'm much more hesitant about a new game from bioware especially in the already established mass effect universe so i don't know it's i'm I'm very hesitant about this i'm not as excited (laughs) as i think people were expected like oh boy a new mass effect it's like nah man you burnt that you you squandered that love we had for you already like that's you gotta earn that back now yeah i'm interested to see the trailer and if they can pull it off because, like, like I said, with the, quote, veteran team, but not veteran team of developers, it might be, like, we have a veteran, you know, background painter or something. We have a ba- we have a veteran environmentalist artist. It's like, cool, the environments might look great, but the rest of the game might be shit. So, like, I'm curious about who exactly is on that veteran team. Like, Yeah, I just also, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth where it's like, y'all have unfinished business and we're yeah. going to go and do something else. Yeah, yeah. And even... Even with the original Mass Effect, there was DLC packs where they had, like, a little more stories. And it's like, I'm pretty sure some of those loose ends still weren't wrapped up. So, like, you know, finish your meal before you head on to dessert. You know, finish what you have in front of you before you start getting ambitious and trying to reset the, you know, counter and just try and get more credit with us. With, like, hey, we're doing something new. It's like, but uh, why am I going to get invested in this new game if you're just going to leave it, you know, dead on the ground like the last games you did? So, yeah, for sure. Um, well, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we talked about video games. Not yeah, bad. Uh, let's uh, do some plugs and wrap this one up. Uh, we talked about your anime podcast. Let's plug that and tell us where our listeners can find you and that on the internet. Yeah, so we talked about that. It's called Are We There Yet? And it's uh, me and two co-hosts, two friends, watching uh, about three episodes of an anime or a movie and uh, giving a recap of it and giving our opinions on it and seeing if it's a good <laughs> The original premise is trying to get our one main host into anime. We're like 120 episodes in. That's we're done. That's not happening anymore. Like, yeah, <laughs> I've accepted that's a lost cause. But now this is just like a good. If it's like, is this just a good anime to get into? Maybe this is good if you're you know, starting anime or something. We'll see. Because uh, yeah, we've certainly found some that were really good, and we've certainly found a lot. And I can't stress this enough: a lot that were bad. So yeah. I've endured a lot of bad anime for this podcast. Um, and then, yeah, I've mentioned that I'm also streaming on there because Doug and I stream from the same account and it's just a pain in the ass. And so now we just have two separate accounts uh, just to make it easier for ourselves. Uh, so, yeah, are we there yet on Twitter and Twitch and everything online? And then you can find me on ABTS Brendan on Twitter. 
Well, and I always try to sneak in anime recommendations, and I am no one qualified to do, to do that. But uh, maybe no, around not? ten years ago, I watched an uh, anime uh, in anime club in college with AJ, uh, the host of the show. That's <laughs> rarely on. Former but host. Uh, one of the show, uh, shows we watched in that club was a show called Chrono Crusade. And oh, speaking of nuns with guns, nuns that's with exactly guns. the pre- premise of that show. <laughs> it's but like also like the main other main character is like a demon, and it's like how the nun and the demon like work together slash fall in love maybe i don't even exactly recall but like i remember going into this being like i don't think i'm gonna like the show whatsoever and by the end (laughs) of it i was like not bad i i so i i do want to revisit it but uh it is just the nuns with guns demon show there's with a lot of anime we watched land of the lustrous most recently and that's it's one of my favorites i fucking love that series i kept writing the manga and i'm fucking fervorish for the next chapter um before the anime, it definitely takes. It's a slow burn, and it takes a while to hook you. Yes. So especially if you go, if you only watch three episodes of a show, that takes a while to get cooking. Or if you've revisited an old anime, you're like, oh, I used to love this, and you watch only the first two episodes, you're like, wow, what the fuck did I see in this? Like, yeah, nothing happened yet. Yeah, you might be quicker to drop it revisiting it, but um, for sure. But that's what I, all these recommendations I give you. The final episodes are fucking lit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Chrono <laughs> Crusade and uh, Claymore. Like, there's some wild ass battles towards the it's, final episodes. I think I'm surprisingly the most lenient on the podcast because I definitely get uh, invested in this show because, like, the animation Land of Lost Trust hooked me with the animation and art style before the story actually got me. So yeah. there's definitely aspects of, an- of shows I would really enjoy. Like, oh man, I fucking love this show. The music's great. Uh, the art design's incredible. The you know character designs are fantastic. The story's garbage and the voice acting's meh. But like, you know, these aspects I love. And then other people are like, this is just garbage. Like, I don't like the story and everything else is garbage and fuck this. It's like, wow. Harsh opinions, but. Yeah. Tough crowd. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully you guys like our show. If you do, give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're findable at all the places at ABT Silence, including twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. Uh, streaming a variety of games over there. Uh, check it out. All Debatable. sorts of stuff. Well, well, that's the thing. I, I did ukulele <laughs> recently, and I was like, you know what? I have this big stack of games. Let me see uh, if I could play something different. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to revisit that anymore. <laughs> I, I, I stopped that game for a reason. <laughs> Uh, no, it's fun. It's cute. It's fine. Uh, but I do want to just try other games. That's the thing. I have this vampire game I want to get. Oh, I did download for free this month, uh, Hollow Knight. So I'm going to hopefully yeah. get around to doing some of that on stream for oh, sure. So, so keep good. an eye out on that. Uh, and I also mentioned my record label earlier, MissedOutRecords.com, if you want to see what's available there, there for sale. Uh, MissedOutRecords.BandCamp.com, if you want to stream our music. There's so much of it that's free, uh, including our Fall Sampler 2020. So much good uh, bands on there. Definitely go give it a listen if you haven't already. Uh, that's going to do it for this week, though. We'll be back next week. See you guys. See you.